If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells, too. I'm not not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. That was awesome. <laughs> Don't ask me. I'll get, I'll get to all the election stuff. I'm going to do a quick history story today because I know... The world really is waiting with bated breath, Chris, to hear what the great 
well, me, has to say about all this. Just got done like hours ago doing four and a half hours of live election night TV. So the sultry sounds of my voice may not be what they normally are. It doesn't matter. I could do this with one arm tied behind my back. Probably because it's radio, but still. Let us rewind just a bit and talk about the Battle of Leuctra. That's L-E-U-C-T-R-A. I've also seen the C turn into a K, which is kind of weird. It was always C when I was reading about it. We're going to Greece. Greece, as you well know, ancient Greece, had a lot of interesting parts of it. You enjoy some some things to this day from ancient Greece. Now, it was ruled not as a country. Remember, there was no Greece. There kind of was, but kind of wasn't. It was a place ruled by city-states, powerful city-states, Athens, Sparta, Thebes. It's ruled, you know, this powerful city-state, if you're Athens, you have all these other smaller city-states around you that you're really in charge of. You're the one running things there, and everyone's really pretty much happy with that arrangement. Now, when I say kind of, there were times when Greeks would gather together to fight other Greeks. These guys would join sometimes. I mean, see the Persians. Persians jump in. Uh, well, look, I can I can beat up Sparta and Athens. Uh, you can't beat up Sparta and Athens, that kind of thing. But it's ruled by city-states. And part of the reason ancient Greece is so fascinating is it's like this, this, this petri dish of growing different types of government that hadn't really been tried before, different societies, and seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, seeing why there are great things about some things and bad things about other things. Athens and Sparta were obviously the two big dogs in this whole area. Athens was, well, Athens was probably the one you want to live in. Athens was democracy. Now, I'm not going to break down the details. It's not exactly like you think, but that was Athens. You know, this democratic, democratically elected government. We want philosophers here. We're going to have plays and, and parties. That was Athens. I'm making them sound softer than they were. Athens was tough as nails. But they were very much the more enlightened place. Athens had a good navy. We need ships for trade and and naval battles and things like that. I always looked at Athens, fair or not, kind of like I look at Britain for most of its history. Kind of that way. Sparta, ah, not so much. Sparta is a military society. An absurdly military society. I can't find another example of a society quite this extreme in human history. 
And when I say military society, I mean every single part of Spartan society was aimed towards military strength, creating the strongest, best warriors on earth. At the age of seven, I am not making that up, seven years old, you left your family. And the family gave you away. It's not as if the Spartan government came and kidnapped you. You just simply understood. It was just understood. Oh, he's my baby until he's seven. Then he's gone. At seven, you're gone. You leave the home, and until you're 18 years old, there are graduating levels of it, but you go through brutal, often deadly levels of military training, fighting, formation, discipline, exercise. They wanted you as a Spartan to be able to think on your feet. They would do things like starve the kids half the time so the kids would have to steal food and they wanted you to steal food but if you got caught stealing the food they would whip you savagely viciously why not because you stole because you got caught stealing they're breeding these super soldiers and It's more than just the exercises, push-ups, stealing food. It's the discipline it takes to fight together in battle. The discipline to maintain your formation. They would fight in the phalanx. You know what a phalanx is. You've seen it in the movies. Guys with shields and spears lining up in a big square formation so it's it's essentially a gigantic armored turtle well it looks fine when it's standing there you can probably stand there for a while but battles don't take place in only one place you have to move at some point in time forward back right left i will tell you in my time in the marine corps especially boot camp you like to think of it at all as all screaming and push-ups and rifle range and things like that. And yes, there's plenty of that stuff. Hours and hours and hours and hours of marching in formation. Everybody's right foot hitting the ground at the same time. Everybody's left foot hitting the ground at the same time. An order is called. We are now moving right at exactly the same time. You are now stopping at exactly the same time. We're moving forward. We're moving backwards. Discipline, discipline, discipline. And it took a long time, hours and hours and hours to do that right. And we didn't have shields and we didn't have spears. They still do that, though, to this day. Because it creates unit cohesion. It creates the ability to follow orders. Listen and follow orders and follow them immediately. Time and time again, they would scream at us. And I'll tell you, to this day, I say these exact words to my boys, my own sons. Failure to follow simple instructions. Failure to follow simple instructions. Boys, go brush your teeth and then put your shoes on. We're leaving. I come back in five minutes. 
The shoes are on. Did you brush your teeth? Oh, I forgot. And they know it's coming. They'll say it themselves now as they run to the bathroom because they know I'm about to lose it. Failure to follow simple instructions. It's important. It would be years of that kind of training for Spartans. While a 17-year-old in Athens is he's learning some philosophy. He's, he's learning to read and write. Not that they couldn't read and write in Sparta. Spartans are training. Now, only one of those two do you want to go to movies about. And only one of those two, especially the dudes, do you want to be. But hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. You have to have an auto protection plan. You just have to have one anymore. I've, I've got so many friends who are mechanics. Just a lot of my Marine Corps buddies, that's the direction they went. And they said, look, not only is it more expensive than ever now, it's about to get worse. And it's one of those things, there's not even somebody to blame. It's just the technology. The advanced technology in these vehicles, it's, it's, it costs a lot of money. You have to have an auto protection plan. So if you have to have one, why not have America's number one auto protection company, CarShield? CarShield lets you pick the mechanic. CarShield gives you options on what kind of plan you want. CarShield gives you options on the payments. That's incredible. Go to carshield.com and get your plan today. That's carshield.com. Do not forget, use the promo code JESSE. Carshield.com, promo code JESSE. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. I understand you and I would like to see ourselves more as Spartans than Athens and places like that. But remember this. There is something to be said for being a well-rounded human being, too. I have always admired the warrior to myself. But part of the reason, look, I'm sure you've noticed. I have people on from all the military branches. Special operations guys, too, from all the military branches. I've had plenty of Navy SEALs on. Pretty sure we had a Delta guy on. Uh, you know, my regular guest, my favorite my fill-in co- host, BK, the Air Force PJ. But who do I have on the most? Green Berets. I have on Green Berets the most because I find them to be the most interesting. I find them to be the biggest thinkers. Their mission is different. I actually worked with some of them in Baghdad for a few weeks. 
just talking to them about their mission. I'm not going to go into all the details of it, but their mission is different. You drop Green Berets into somewhere, and they are really, really on their own. It's their job to do much more than shoot. They can do that. They have to get along with the village elders. They have to conduct diplomacy. They have to teach people how to clean themselves. They have to think. They're well-rounded. You really want to be well-rounded. Period. You just do. So let's slow down on the Spartans were doing it right, but they are the most fascinating, aren't they? Spartan society, remember how I said it was all geared towards the military? Their women were supposed to be absurdly hot because they believed that women had to be extremely fit because it would help them produce stronger children. So the women had regimented fitness programs as well. Bunch of Spartan fitness models out there. There were parts of it I find to be odd, but again, it's such an odd culture. Uh, Like you weren't allowed to marry until a certain age, and even once you got married, they wouldn't really let you spend any time with your wife, but they still expected you to produce children. You would have to sneak home to take care of your business and hope that she had children. And they needed Spartan women to have children, obviously, because they were such a military people. You're always trying to produce these super soldiers. You're going to need replenishments when people die. And then these idiots, I mean, look, this is why I'm a huge hypocrite. I I, I admit I'm a huge hypocrite. Aren't we all about some things? You know how I hate uh, uh, the Aztecs. I'm open about hating the Aztecs. It's the child sacrifice thing that gets me. I just can't wrap my mind around how evil you could be to do something like that on that kind of a level. Sparta was terrible about it. Sparta would examine these babies and they would leave them out in the wilderness to die if they had defects or looked weak. And I don't mean once or twice. They did it a lot. In Spartan society, well, in case you're wondering, well, if all the men are are warriors because they had to fight really until they were at least 40 years old, then who's doing everything else? I mean, there are things you need done in a society, right? They had things called helots or helots. Slaves is what they were. The slaves did everything else in Spartan society. It's actually really, really terrible. The Spartans routinely were concerned about the helots or helots rising up and taking over or fighting them because they vastly outnumbered the Spartans because they would just bring them in in gobs. So the Spartans would kill them. And part of the Spartan military training was sneaking up on helot slaves and killing them. Rough, right? Now let's set Sparta aside for a brief moment because they're only part of our story today. Sparta and Athens fought a huge, just devastating war that we're not going to talk about called the Peloponnesian War. And yes, Sparta ended up coming out the victor in that war, but don't do this thing you're tempted to do. Well, yeah, they're the tough ones. Uh, Sparta lost gobs and gobs of men in that war. Athens lost, I I forget the number, so I don't want to throw it out, 
but it is like an absurdly high number, like two thirds of their male population or something like that. These, they just they killed each other. It dragged on for years, and they just they just slaughtered each other. But we're post Peloponnesian War, and Sparta had won. And Sparta is now, they pretty much were before too, they're now really the big dog around here. They're the big dog around here. And then we have Thebes. Thebes is an interesting place. Thebes had weird little traditions. Thebes had these, they were tough. They weren't Sparta tough, kind of. We'll get to that in a moment. But they had these Special elite troops. One of the Theban elite groups was called the Sacred Band. And they were all dudes, but they would fight as couples. And I mean those kind of couples. And they would fight side by side. The Again, Greece is a fascinating place because they believed you would fight harder to protect somebody that you were in love with. And they also believed you would fight harder so you didn't embarrass yourself in front of somebody you loved. Different, different people. Now, Thebes, they're kind of, you know, kind I don't want to say working for Sparta after this, but you're, they're really doing what they're told. Sparta had told Thebes, oh, by the way, that whole democratically elected government you have that's gone now you're going to go ahead and be an oligarchy you're going to you're going to do what we tell you well thieves thieves rebels thieves rebels and says no we're going to go back to doing things the way we want well now tensions are rising and they're rising quickly between sparta and thieves sparta actually gets in a little skirmish these great spartan warriors get in a little skirmish with thieves And they outnumber the Thebans, and they lose. And this is the first time in Sparta's entire history they'd ever lost when they outnumbered somebody. It just had never happened. I mean, they were these elite warriors. And now Sparta decides, okay, it's it's time. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up once and for all. The Spartans are coming. The Spartan phalanx is coming. Get ready, Thebes. Well, Thebes has to make a choice here. And Thebes has an interesting system where they have really seven generals running things, especially on the battlefield. Seven different ones. Again, it's weird, but Greece is weird. And the Spartans bring out 10,000 troops. They do outnumber the Thebans. Not greatly, but they outnumber them. And Sparta... They're ready to go to war. All right, you can either agree to our terms here or we're going we're gonna to have a big old battle today. And you have six of the seven generals for Thebes evenly split on what to do. Three of them want to go ahead, let's go ahead and do battle. The other three are like, are you out of your mind? This is Sparta. We're going to get our butts kicked. What do we do? What do we do? And then in this kind of famous moment, the seventh guy rolls up and says, oh, we're going to battle. And that's how it worked. You were outvoted. Okay, line them up. Let's go to battle. That's where it got interesting. Hang on.
you need some gold. I mean, you know what the markets hate? The markets hate uncertainty. Um, have you seen the results right now? <laughs> Anybody seen the results right now? My, look, my entire show today has been, well, I don't know. I don't know. Markets hate that. And there's a good chance that uncertainty, not in the election, but in the markets, is the name of the game from now on. There's just too much debt out there because of all this lockdown stuff. There's too much inflation out there. Printing trillions in unbacked currency. You need a gold IRA as part of your portfolio. Go to goldalliance.com slash jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. You can get up to $5,000 in free gold and silver coins. Goldalliance.com slash jesse. Spartans line up for battle. Thebes lines up for battle. They clash. They have a hard day of fighting. And the day ends with a Spartan loss and the end of Spartan rule, really over Greece. Now, is that the whole story? Of course it's not the whole story, right? Well, I, I could hear you right now. Well, Jesse, why did they lose? Wait, what? That's, that's how you're going to end it? No. Because it's the details that matter. How could a military juggernaut, the military society of their time, why did they lose when they even outnumbered Thebes? Well, one, they had roughly equal numbers of cavalry, but Sparta didn't really do the horseback thing. Sparta didn't really do the Navy thing. Anything they, anything beyond ground fighting, Sparta viewed as wussy. <laughs> and their cavalry gets run off. Okay, that's not ideal. But something, something else happened, and I want you to stay with me here. And I want you to stay with me because I'm going to give you something this morning that I don't normally do because I think it drags stories down into the ground. But for a specific reason, I want you to pay attention. You with me? We have a phalanx. You know what a phalanx is, as I described. It's that square troop formation. And they were about, in a Spartan phalanx, they were about 12 men deep. All right? So I'm in the front, and there's a guy behind me and a guy behind me, 12 men deep. You still with me? And they would deploy 12 men behind every guy, or 11 men behind every guy in front. And part of a phalanx was this. I carry a shield on my left arm. I carry a spear in my right arm. My left arm 
with the shield in it. Well, that shield is going to protect half of my body and half of the guy's body who's to my left. I'm also in that same situation. I have half my body protected by this shield. I need my friend beside me's shield to protect the right half of my body. I don't want to get stabbed in either side of my chest. Now, human nature is what it is. What are the men going to do when they're walking into battle, when they're marching into battle, when they're in battle? What is human nature? Do you think you would want to get closer to the man to your right or further away from the man on your right? You're going to want to climb in his back pocket because half his shield is protecting you. Stay with me now. So what happened Oftentimes in these phalanxes was the entire phalanx would drift to the right when it shouldn't drift to the right. You're telling the phalanx, go straight, and the phalanx is drifting right. Why? Because human survival instincts say, I'm going to try to nudge my way just a little closer to this dude on the right so I can be behind his shield. And everyone does that, and it pushes the formation out of formation. What was the solution to this? Well, you took your salty, toughest veterans, and you put them on the far right side of the formation. Why? Because that they knew how to best protect themselves there, one. And two, you had to keep the formation from drifting right. And if you put your salty veterans over there, they wouldn't shift to the right. They're going to keep walking forward. They're going to make sure you're okay. Essentially, if you're in the formation, not as you're looking at it, but if you're in the formation... The troops will get tougher the further right you go, and they'll get weaker the further left you go. Thebes had a plan. Thebes had a plan that was different. You see, they fought in phalanx formation too. But they decided, well... I think we can beat these Spartans who've pounded on so many people for so long. I think if we can get around them and flank them, we can destroy them. But how do we get around them? Well, here's what we're going to do. Forget about this 12-man deep formation. We'll leave the formation on one side of it really, really thin, but we'll stack the other side of the formation 50 men deep and the 50 man deep part of the formation is the side that was going to smash into the tough Spartan side. And it was going to smash into that side because you have to understand lots of these battles, these phalanx on phalanx battles were essentially, I don't want to, it's obviously not tug of war because they're not pulling, but if there was a tug of war for pushing, that's what these things were. They slam into each other with their shields, and they're pushing. Obviously, they're stabbing while they do it, but all the men behind me are pushing. 
Well, I don't care how tough you are. When 12 men are pushing against 50, the 50 are going to win. The Theban plan was to smash through, take a risk on the rest of your line so you can smash through the tough Spartan part of the line because if you could make that line crumble, if you could destroy that part of the line, you would destroy the army and you would win the day. And they did it. And they crushed Sparta. And Sparta never rose to significant power again. The truth about battles, wars, life, presidential elections, as I just banged into something here on the desk, presidential elections is this. The devil really is in the details. The details are what can make or break you. We are all going through the exact same thing right now. I'm going through what you're going through. Uncertainty. A little bit apprehensive. I know some of you are stressed out of your minds. I'm not, but that's just because it's not my nature. You don't know what's happening. I am going to, as best I can today, try to break down for you what is happening and why it's happening. The situation on the ground is this. Until well after midnight, I was on television covering this election. Checking the results coming in. I go to bed because even though I'm superhuman, I do need sleep. I finally get off the air. I go to bed. I wake up, what is it, four or five hours later I got? Yeah, I'm a little, bit, a little behind on the sleep today. Four or five hours later I wake up and everything's changed. I go to bed and Donald Trump has won all these states and he's basically won Michigan and Wisconsin And man, it's wow. Until he didn't anymore. Hang on. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey Jordan, You're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.